Hey everybody, this is Glitchy Pancakes, Cake Pops. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Rob. And I'm Jesse. And here on Cake Pops, we talk about current events in the world of fandom. Uh, things that happen here, things that happen there with your favorite writers, your favorite books, <laughs> your favorite anime, and everything. And I, I think today... Uh, my esteemed co-host has a couple of things he wants to talk about, including the Locust Awards. What do you got to say, Jesse? Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's kind of the most exciting thing that's happened very recently um, in this world is um, we're recording this on Sunday. And so on Saturday, the annual Locust Awards were given out. This is for anybody who doesn't know, the Locust Awards are one of the major sets of awards that happens in um, science fiction, fantasy, horror, etc., um, along with like the Hugos and the Nebulas. Um, so the Locust Awards were started, um, by Locust Magazine, which is one of the, you know, one of the best and most respected magazines in the field. Um, it's, it's a major award and they, they gave them out last night and some, it was pretty exciting for, for a lot of people. I noticed when I was looking at the nominees, the lists of nominees were just amazing. You know, how it, uh, like when people win an award, they, a lot of times they like to say, you know, I'm just honored to be in the company of the other people who are nominated. Correct. It, it, that that is absolutely how every one of these winners <laughs> right. should feel because these lists are ridiculous. Um, so I'll just run down for anybody who didn't catch them. Some of the folks that uh, that won, we had um, first of all, I just wanted to point out that two of our um, guests of honor from Multiverse last year won Locust Awards last that's night. Right. Um, <clears throat> yep, that's right. Uh, Shaman McGuire yes. won uh, for her novel Middle Game as the uh, best fantasy novel. It, it is a it is a large and wonderful book, uh, middle game. So these, again, all, everything we talk about, we'll put in the show notes so you can look it up and, and find it later. Um, also John Picasso, our artist guest of honor from last year. Uh, he won for best professional artist. He just keeps winning all the awards. Um, <laughs> you know, so you know what's funny? just being a little, or, what's up? What's funny is, is I have this die cast metal statue of spider Gwen. And it's right next to these mm-hmm. beautiful multiverse cards. <laughs> yeah. These beautiful multiverse cards. <laughs> yes, and uh, Sean McGuire wrote a great run Spider of Spider-Gwen, if, you, if y'all didn't catch that. And the cards have feature art from the brilliant John Picasso. Yes, I, we used his art uh, uh, quite a bit in our promotional materials because it just, I mean, I mean you've seen yeah, it. You've, you've seen of course it. we're going to use fantastic. that. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's why um, these people have won the awards that they, they have now, and they deserve the awards that they have now. Mm-hmm. And congratulations to oh, yeah. both of them for those wins because they hard yes, work and dedication in what they do and masters mm-hmm. of their craft. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, and our other, um, our other, the industry guest of honor last year, Kat Rambo, who is just wonderful. Um, she recently won a Nebula for her novelette, um, Carpe Glitter. So that's, that's major awards for all of our, uh, all of our guests of honor from last year so far at Multiverse. And they, the Hugos haven't even happened Wait, yet. Did you so say Carpe? I think we got some nominations Carpe in there Glitter? too. Exactly. Where can I, makes you want to check it out, doesn't this? it? <laughs> Oh, just look at, I'll put it in the show notes. I'll, I'll find the link. Yeah, you can, uh, you can get it. Um, everybody needs to learn about cat stuff. She has published over 200 published works at this point. I think that's her, that's her first nebula. As far as I know, it's, it's, uh, it's well-deserved. Um, so a couple of things that stood out to me about the, the Locus awards last night is there are a couple of people who won, uh, multiple awards. 
um, which has got to just feel awesome. One of them is uh, Charlie Jane Anders, who is just awesome. I met her at uh, the Karis bookshop uh, here in Atlanta when she was coming through on her book tour for the winner of best science fiction novel, Locus, um, her novel, the city in the middle of the night, which is just fantastic. I, I, it deserved the award despite it's wonderful competition from Margaret Atwood, Elizabeth bear, Cameron Hurley, like the, the uh, Chuck Wendig, <laughs> Tade Thompson. Like there were so many people in that category and, but city in the middle of the night, Charlie Jane Anders is fantastic. And uh, Charlie Jane also won the uh, best short story for the bookstore at the end of America. I have not read that one yet, but I love Charlie Jane's um, short story stuff. So I'm just, I'm excited to check that one out and just, you know, congrats for a double win. Yeah. yeah. Now one that really go ahead. No, no, no. I was, I was going to say, I mean, I, I just to be nominated for something like this is an honor in itself that, that people are paying attention to your work. And it's really like mm-hmm. a dream that most, you know, people that work in these fields really aspire to, to, to achieve. And I mean, congratulations to everybody yeah. who are nominees winners. It's, it's incredible. It really is. Mm-hmm. It really is. It makes me really happy. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it is cool to see people get recognized for the work they put in. Cause these folks really put in a lot of work on making these, making these stories, like getting them to the point where the, the point of greatness right. that they're at when they reach your shelf. Um, so another cool thing that happened is a personal favorite of mine, Nisi Shawl, won two awards last night. Um, the anthology New Sons, original speculative fiction by people of color, uh, which she edited, nice. won Best Anthology. Wow. Um, wow. And that uh, that also had some steep competition. Um, you had uh, an anthology by Ellen Datlow, who won Best Editor and has won. I mean, she's, she's a legend. Um you had another uh, year's best science fiction um, by Gardner, who sadly passed away not too long ago. Yeah. Um, the People's Future of the United States, which we discussed with Cherie, yes. that was uh, that was uh, edited by Victor Laval and John Joseph mm-hmm. Adams. Um, so the, the <laughs> and then uh, the best of Uncanny, edited by Lynn Thomas and Michael Damian Thomas. The Big Book of Classic fa- Classic Fantasy, edited by Anne and Jeff Vandermeer. There's stiff competition, so congratulations right. to Nisi on on getting that award. Um, she also won uh, a special category award um, that they gave out for inclusivity and representation nice, education. Nice. I don't know if they created this category because they wanted to recognize this particular right. work or whether the category already existed. Um, but what they, either way it needed to be right, recognized right. because what, what Nisi has done along with uh, Cynthia Ward and Kay Tempest Bradford, uh, who are both fantastic as well, um, is they created this thing uh, called Writing the Other. I, I say this thing because there's there's a book, there's, there are classes, there are it's kind of like an ecosystem mm-hmm. that they've created, um, specifically geared toward teaching writers um, and, and giving writers really useful resources for how to appropriately, thoughtfully, sensitively uh, write characters that do not come from their own cultural right, background right. Um, or racial or ethnic or anything right. like that. Um, they really started to shine a light on this and to, and to let people know, first of all, that it wasn't being done very yeah. well in, in most cases. Um, but then they, they went practical with it and, and said, okay, since it's not being done well, we're not just going to complain and, and, and leave it at right. that. Like we're going to show people how you can right. do it right. And 
they have there's a ton of great content out there. It's called Writing the Other. Um, Nisi Shaw, Cynthia Ward, Kane Tempest, Bradford. Um, that especially if you're a writer, and I think even if you're not, just this that's something to look up to learn how to approach uh, characters of other cultures than your own and really get a sense of how to how to do this in a way that is going to be respectful of the people that you're writing. Right. About. You know, I'm working on something similar so, to that. Um, right. Yes. Yes. Exactly. You're helping people out with uh, with with how to um, you know how to write characters that like you know for example white authors how to write black characters right. in a way that is not you know that they're not going to be able to to get as right, right. without your help. Right. That'd be good. Um, you, and and I, I think it's cool that you're willing to do that work right, too. Right. That, that that's not. Um, you know, everyone needs to recognize that while it is good to, I think, you know, to question and have conversations with people, just a reminder, especially to my white friends, <laughs> that uh, no one owes you their time right, right. and no one owes you the work. And, and you, you really need to be doing the research and the work and the thinking yourself until, you know, until you just run up against a question that you absolutely cannot answer yourself and need another person. It's, 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 it's important. It's important. It's, it's an important job that they do they have done exposing the problem and actually addressing it in the, in the, in the right way. I mean, when you address it to try to create a positive change, I think you leave a lasting impression on the world and history. And most importantly on some child's heart who reads that book and Mm -hmm. says that person is like me, whether they be a 16 year old Navajo girl or a Mm -hmm. 32 year old African man who lives in the United States from from you know who's working to become whatever he wants to become in the in the, in the land of opportunity mm-hmm. and dreams so when you yeah. write people that way i mean congratulations to them for number one receiving this award yes. and number two actually making a positive change in in the, right. making yeah. education and not just you know going on a limb to say this is a problem they said this is a problem and we're gonna freaking fix it and i appreciate that always yeah, I, I think it's great, especially because I, I love the idea that that it's going to permeate out right. there in in the sense that if it, when when writers go to them to to learn more about how to write characters other than themselves better, then that book that they're writing may end up getting published, may may end up getting read by a lot right. of kids, and so the effort that was done there at the beginning permeates outward right. and. It puts the, puts more of that out into the world, so it's really got a kind of multiplying right, effect. The work that they're doing, purposefully, and that's mm-hmm. that, I mean that's what, yeah, what so, that's what has to be done. Things have to be written to you know uh, people like Superman who look like Superman, people like Blue Marvel who look mm-hmm. like Blue Marvel, people like Spider Gwen who look and feel like Spider Gwen, and people who don't look and feel like Spider Gwen still love Spider Spider Gwen, but they love you know Miles Morales yeah. Spider Man as well because they. I mean, it's 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 important to hey, I love Spider Man, but then when you see a Spider Man who has the same color skin and sometimes the same color prob same type of problems, and I say the same color problems, but I literally mean that too. Those types of issues, mm-hmm. and they can they can it's not a sensitivity thing. It's not a hey, we need to do this thing. It's it's important for other kids, and it's important for people to see their heroes look like them. It's just it's it's weird. But it's, it's important. Yeah. It's really important to see a transgender superhero. It's important to see a yeah. Navajo superhero. It's important to see a yeah. Muslim superhero or a 
Catholic superhero. It's important to see those things. Yeah, I, I, I think it's extremely important because there someone – I don't remember where I heard this. I wish I could credit the person who, who said it, but um, I heard someone say once that you can only uh, – you can only – believe in what you can imagine and what i take from that is that you you have to be to believe that you can be something Mm -hmm. you have to be able to imagine that it is that way and putting things in front of kids that show them yes somebody who looks like you can be this great thing that you aspire to be that makes them able to imagine it you know they still got to do the work to, to to be great in their lives but at least they know it's a possibility at that point. So I love the the multiplying effect that that the educational work that Nisi and Cynthia and uh, K Tempest Bradford they are do doing work for my kids. together they do to work for my kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I appreciate like your that. your kids will end up reading will probably end up reading books that they had some, some effect, effect on that that wouldn't have been as good without right. them. And they're two little brown boys who will be two who become two uh, uh, fantastic young black men who will. Mm-hmm see that and go that I, I can do that i can do that yeah yeah no it's i just I, i've love i love their work I, I love what they're doing um and i, just, I hope they keep it up and i'm glad that locus awards decided to honor them for it um and so i'm not going to go into all of the uh all the winners and everything right. you can find that list and, and it's worth a look um because everything on there is worth purchasing and, and reading. we'll have those um, in the, the other double winner yeah, we'll we'll put it we'll put it in the notes the ones that we're mentioning because right. um, also best first novel went to Gideon the Ninth by Tamsin Muir which that's yeah you <laughs> yeah. got to read that one um, that's going in the notes uh, personal <laughs> favorite of mine um, <laughs> Amal Elmotar and Max Gladstone collaborated on a book called this or a novella called This Is How You Lose the Time War uh-huh. um, for those of you who haven't read that you got to check it out. Um, also, another double winner last night was Ted Chang, um, one of the real greats in science fiction right now. Uh, he won for Best Novelette and also for uh, Best Collection, for his collection, Exhalation, which uh, Barack Obama actually recommended that to <laughs> yeah. folks. He said he put that on his his favorite reading yes. list. Um, it's a great collection. I actually got uh, got a copy of it signed at Borderlands Books in San Francisco when I was brag. out there for work. You don't have um, to brag. You hear I, that, Elmo Rag? You heard that? <laughs> hey, that's, that's, there's nothing. I didn't do anything except show up. I, I'm not bragging about anything. I'm just happy that I have that. <laughs> I just I just walked in and, and gave him some money. I could give him an episode um, about things he's gotten signed <laughs> by cool people. And I can only match that probably two or three. He, Oh, God. You know what? Congratulations to you, dude. <laughs> it's just well, it's I like I like to collect yeah, stuff, and I like the way I usually, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, books that I like, I'll buy them and I'll read them on my e-reader, um, and then if I, if I like them a lot, then I'll get you, a hard copy you know, and try to get you know, it signed. Because you know, I'm just busting. I like the connection. You know, I'm just busting. I know, I know. I do love collecting the signed ones though, because that, that's always like I can always look back in there, and it's like a direct right. tie to a good right. memory of like when I got to meet this person or whatever. So, but yeah, that was, uh, that's one of my, that's one of my favorite ones that I have is the exhalation collection by Ted Chang, who, like I said, won two awards last night. Anyway, so a lot of stuff there, but you can look up the list of locus award winners. Congratulations to everyone who was nominated and who won. Um, just great job, everybody. I, I love, like, I feel like we're in sort of a new golden age of science fiction and fantasy right we now. Are. Just the, the new voices and just the quantity and quality of great we, stuff that's coming are. out. It's like, I, I can't even keep up. It's amazing. I, think <laughs> I, I absolutely it, it, love it. It is a, uh, it's a shining example for what happens when you do the work to break down barriers and walls. Some 
for people to get in and mm-hmm. break down more barriers and walls and the continuation of that. And I think it progresses so fast in in in, in this particular field of, of sci-fi fantasy and speculative fiction because that's what it's supposed to do. I mean, that's what speculative fiction, sci-fi, fantasy, and everything in that in that genre is supposed to do. It it's supposed mm-hmm. to break those things. We create alien worlds and we create alien situations. And if we can't say, hey man, that that black woman or that trans kid just wrote this very amazing thing and put it out there, then why in the hell are we even interested in it? Right. Yeah, I mean, if you're not willing to like, if if your if your imagination doesn't reach as far as being able to, you know, imagine protagonists that don't look like you right. and don't come from your culture, right. if your imagination can't go past that, then how? Wait, what are you even getting out of, out of science fiction, fiction and right, fantasy? Exactly. Like, you can imagine these, you know, far future, far flung you know, galaxy spanning dynasties, but you can't imagine right. that the main character of this story is, is a or, woman or like a black or person ki- or, or kiss like, the black woman. That's, that's what got you. Yeah, like, was it like right. you love Star Trek, but it was Kurt kissing O'Hara that, that really bo- that, that bothers you. That bothers you. Yeah. Not, not the aliens and rubber masks that he has to fight on a desert not planet the, or not, whatever like that. No, that's not the mass murder. Yeah, of, that seemed totally not normal. The mass murder of, 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 uh, crew members in red shirts that didn't bother you. Right, that didn't bother you. That dude's not right. coming back. You know he's not coming. Back. Oh man, that didn't bother you. But him yes. making out with—I mean, mm-hmm. he, this is this, uh, right. Just, That's the thing you ever watch. Oh, people stop being terrible, and uh, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, oh, there is because the the kind of the point of. Uh, of these cake pops episodes is to just, is to give our take on the, um, you know, on current events and things that are happening. We kind of, we're not going to get extremely deep into this today. Um, the stuff that's been going on, um, in the science fiction and fantasy community and the art community as well. Um, because we want to have a separate, we want to do separate episodes uh-huh. on this where we have women involved in this conversation. People who are affected um, by the bullshit. That's yes, we want, we want exactly. To to people who are um, affected by it. So we can like us guys, we can talk to the guy, other guys around us. Hey, you stop the bullshit. Yes, exactly. So w- when we get, we'll get deeper into it on a, right. on a separate episode where we can have um, some some uh, women on the, who can speak to things, right. speak to the experience a little better than we can. But for our part, and since these are shorter episodes, um, it's definitely worth touching on. And I uh, all I can really think of to say is, guys, fucking stop right. it, please. And no, just knock that yeah. shit off finally just know that we see it um we hear it we oh, hear yeah. the complaints we see the complaints we do independent investigations to make sure that these things pan out and we use logical mm-hmm. thinking and at the, the bottom line is logically it makes no fucking sense to be that way no it does not not in, not any, in way. any way um and, okay so a little little background for for folks that may not know what we're talking about um if you're on science fiction and fantasy twitter um you probably have been seeing nothing but this for several days. Um, but there are several, um, and this is, keep in mind, this is not the first time this kind of stuff has right. come up. This is just the most recent right. round of it. Um, but there are several um, fairly well-known uh, men in the, in the industry. Um, it's almost exclusively men. There are a couple people who aren't, but I don't know quite enough about those situations yet to speak on them. Um, so mostly men in the industry who have been outed for um, just, <sighs> 
consistent patterns of really bad behavior in terms of harassment and abuse. Um, a lot of times it's been going on for a long time. A lot of times it's been very much enabled by people around them. Um, Which is fucked up. Unfortunately, as as often happens, they are allowed. They've been allowed to do these things for years without damage to their careers or their reputations, except in the Whisper Network. And meanwhile, the the effect of that, the effect of of um, guys being you know harassing and abusive in um, in what should essentially be considered professional settings like conventions and meetings and things like that is that women get shut out of the the professional process because they're legitimately afraid to put themselves at that kind of risk. Pisses um, me off, dude. Not to mention the fact that after they're harassed, a lot of times if, you know, for rebuffing a guy's advances, a lot of times their careers get damaged. <sighs> they get attacked. They get sh- gaslit and shut down and shut out of opportunities. Um, so anyway, a bunch of that has come to light um, recently that, that should have come to light sooner. Um, it's been a really ugly time in the in the community right now. Um, a lot of people who are finding out things about people that they considered friends and considered uh, allies and considered to be better people than, than that. it turns out that right. they are. Um, so it's just it it should not be so difficult to treat people with a, just a modicum of of basic human decency and respect when you're in a professional setting and. So I, I guess what we can, what Rob, what you and I have been talking about a bit lately is since we don't have uh, women on uh, on this episode to talk about it with right. us, what can we do as guys like speaking to to other men? The obvious, of course, which is knock that shit right. off and stop harassing right. people and stop abusing people and stop lying about it when right. you do and learn how to apologize if you did in the past. Right. Um, just get your shit together and stop being creeps. And if you can't or if you're if you've had to admit things that you've done in the past and that you've made people unsafe, take yourself out of the scenario right. for a while. Stop going to right. conventions. Stop being involved in take stuff. Just don't. You, you're making people you're continuing to make people unsafe until you figure your own right. shit out and Learn how to not be this right. way. Um, um, and then I guess there's also some stuff we can say to the guys who witness it or who are around it or who are friends with right. these people. And it, it's, 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 um, it's a simple, I mean, I think the, the, the people who have been um, active in this problem, the men who have been active in this problem, I think figuring them out, shutting them down and getting rid of them is probably going to be relatively easy. What we have a problem with are the people who will turn a blind eye to it and the people, Mm -hmm. especially people in higher up positions who are willing to allow certain things to happen so that they can continue to do things like make money and, you know, have attendance. The point of all of it is, is that when you allow someone who makes somebody else feel unwanted, unwelcome and unsafe you significantly damage the talent pool that you're able to have at a place that you have. I mean, how can, if you have a business, you want the best people to work for you. If someone's harassing another worker, that person's got to fucking go point blank period. No questions asked. That makes your work environment a lot better. It increases your revenue because everyone feels safe. And if you, if you have this person as a guest at your convention or at your at a book signing and you have a small amount of numbers of people, it's not because people are sensitive or, 
you know, social media. It's not because of any of the bullshit you make up in your head. The truth of it is, is that people won't show up because they're fucking human beings who have hearts. They don't want to support people who do right. bad fucking things. The same way you feel that somebody should go to jail is the same way they feel that they don't need to spend their money at your event or at your venue. They won't do it. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think that, that what what people uh, need to need to realize is that the for such a systemic and deep rooted and longstanding problem, this is not something we can we just flip a switch right. and solve overnight. Right. But I think one of the major components of it is that you have to, people who behave in this way have to, it, it must be known in all of these settings, conventions and, and otherwise, it has to be known that they're not going to be tolerated. Right. They, they have to know that they're not going to have the support of the people around them. Right. They're not going to have people to cover for them and excuse it exactly. away because people, people shut down their own bad behavior a lot faster. I'm not saying they necessarily change who they are inside, but it can change what they do if it's clear that everybody around them is going to get on their right. ass for for behaving badly for harassing someone or abusing someone if they know that they're going to get cut out and, and ostracized and punished um and which has some of that has right. happened one of the authors that we're talking about lost uh, lost his publisher and his agent over the course of this there week because of these allegations it has to be known that that's going to happen right that, that they're going to get kicked out of conventions that we're going to pull their badge and, and never invite them back. It has to be known that their publishers will drop them. Their agents will drop them. Their fans will stop buying their books. Their friends will cut ties with them. That's the kind of stuff that has to happen. It's got to be so socially unacceptable that they know they can't get there away has with to it. Literally be I don't know how to, there has to be consequences. Yes, real actual consequences. Real consequences. And I don't. I don't know how to wave a wand and, and make that magically happen. But I, th I think that's just something I've been thinking about a lot, especially you know as involved as we are in the in the convention scene with multiverse, and you know we put out a statement about that um, that people can find if they're interested um, on our Twitter and website and Facebook and everywhere. Um, but that that's there's just got to be there's there's got to be an entire change in the culture, and the thing is everybody's got to get on board with it. Everyone has to be willing to do what it takes, even if it means losing friends. And even if for publishers or whatever, even if it means losing revenue from book sales for conventions, if it means you've got to pull your guest right. of honors badge in the middle of programming and kick them out, you can get the fuck and, out and lose what they bring to it. Wow. Yeah. Then that's people have to be willing to do that. And I mean, I, yeah, it'll be unpleasant if it comes to that. I hope that we're never in that situation as a it convention. It won't be unpleasant for me. But I, I'll enjoy throwing them out of their fucking ass. <laughs> it will not be unpleasant for me. If I ever hear of anybody at any convention that I'm at or attending being mm -hmm. rude to anybody else for any other reason other than that person yeah. was rude to them, if if I can't, don't let me hear about someone sexually harassing or bashing somebody else for any reason, because I will gladly take their badge and throw them out on their fucking ass in the rain. If it's right, I hope it's raining. I ask for thunder yeah. <laughs> at that point because I want them I'll, to. I'll grab work. a hose and spray them if necessary. Please. Yeah, no, it's, and I don't, I don't mean that that part would be unpleasant. Like, the, actually, if it's the right thing to do, then it's the right, right thing to do. I mean, the unpleasant part would be the impact on, like, there are people that were going to, are obviously going to be disappointed to find out. And they can who get this person the smoke too. They're not. They can, if they, if they, fans of that person who want to remain fans can, 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 um, can get the smoke and the people who, have their hearts broken, we'll understand because their hearts are broken. They're going to understand why we had to do what we had to do. Yeah. They're going to understand why. Sure, yeah. 
Uh, you're right, and, and even if not, it's just we we it's something that we still have to do because again, we just got to have that deep across the board culture change. Yeah, it's nuclear. Um, it's a nuclear and, fucking option. There there are yeah. no tolerating anything. If you do it, yeah, you are gone. Point blank, period. right? I will burn your books and shit, and never unfollow mm. you on Twitter and tell everybody I know to unfollow you on Twitter because you're shit. That's how that is. Right. And they're going to unfollow yeah, you and you're going to lose money and you're going to lose shit. And that's the consequence of not treating another person with respect like they're supposed to be treated. That's what you get. Yeah. And right. And and I, I reiterated, guys, if you're not sure, if you're one of those people that, that says things like, well, how am I you know, supposed to flirt with women if I'm just afraid that they're going to. Well, you know what? If you're if you're that unsure about it, here's how here's how you do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Just don't. don't. If you don't think that you can do it without harassing them, then don't oh, do the, it. You don't. You don't get to flirt with women if you don't think you can do the, it safely. By the way, most women just enjoy basic conversation and just <laughs> right. enjoy conversation about things that they're interested in. Yeah, you maybe don't have just to talk say, to them like I don't know, like they're just people that, that you're, you're having, having a conversation, conversation with. Maybe with. try that out. And that person might like you for being <laughs> a genuine fucking human being. You don't have to do anything other right. than, and you do not expect shit from another person. If you see me walking down the street, you don't mm-hmm. look at me and say, hey, man, give me 20 bucks. Why? Because I expect you to do that. No, that's probably going to get you beat the fuck up. And right. in, in most situations, <laughs> when you approach women in that way or someone of the opposite sex in that way, you probably should get beat the fuck up. That's just the truth because right. you haven't gotten in your head that that's another human being you're talking to. Talk to them with respect. Right. Treat a person with respect. Man, w- w- man, woman, whoever, whatever, it doesn't matter. You can apply yeah. that same logic to any type of bigotry ever, and you will end bigotry. Right. So, guys, get your shit together. Stop acting like Fucking assholes. Stop. For real, for real this time. We are going to talk about this deeper um, in future episodes and we can get more in depth with uh, with more people involved in the conversation. Unfortunately, but, um, they have to be just experts. Kinda needed, we just needed to vent a little bit. Yeah, this, uh, yeah unfortunately, unfortunately just, about, just about every woman out there is an in, expert. In, 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 in being topic. harassed by some mm, words I want to say that I yeah. can't say. But, damn. Yeah. And that's so that's, you know, we everybody listening, we appreciate you listening to us vent a little bit. It's been a very uh, it's been an infuriating few days um, and that just kind of got to get a little bit of anger out. We'll get into it deeper later, but I appreciate uh, we can actually I appreciate each. And every I want to end. I really do. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank, thank, you, thank for you for listening to, listening to, me, to us. Um, thank you. Uh, uh, but so, just so we don't end on that right. note, um, I wanted to bring up another thing that I found out. I don't know exactly when this started, but I just found out about it today and I'm pretty stoked about it. Um, I did not realize that Jordan Peele was doing a new series of Twilight Zone episodes. Are you serious? Well, see, I haven't um, seen them. <laughs> I haven't seen. I haven't, I haven't seen. It's on CBS All Access. What is so that? if you got that for Picard, it's it's another streaming service. I don't um, since there weren't I enough don't already. Have the money. Um, if you want, it won't be throw money. At I my don't. TV. I don't either. Why? I, I haven't ordered it yet. But the reason I'm mentioning it is is well, two reasons. One, because it's Jordan Peele doing Twilight Zone, and that's just. I mean, that's automatically awesome. Um, and two, because I do know a lot of folks who got CBS All Access for, I think Picard was on there, the new Star Trek series. A lot of people ordered it for that. Um, and also for, was that the one where they did the, the new the new, um, the new new Star Trek series? Anyway, I think some of some people might already have it, and that's something worth checking out. I think that's going to be awesome. Um, 
just wanted to switch back to something a little more positive. Didn't, didn't <laughs> to, they release to watch that watch that nasty taste out of our mouths. No, I think you had to have CBS All Access. They might have made think, it free for a little while when the quarantine right. happened. I don't know if it still is. Well, I think they made it free for a little bit when the quarantine happened. Free to watch somewhere. I I don't know. A lot of places did that. Maybe. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I I haven't seen Picard either. I'm interested, but again, me either. I just don't have. I mean, I got Disney Plus. I'm tapped. Like I don't. I got Audible. I'm tapped, dude. <laughs> I'm t- Audible's fourteen bucks a month. I'm tapped. Like these, I'm, I'm getting nickeled and dimed here, dude. Mm. <laughs> I know it adds up so much, and uh, like I got, I had to get does, to. Oh, oh, oh! So if anybody doesn't know this, okay, I got something happy to end on, um, which is really good because I know we got dark for a minute there. Um, so all of the Studio Ghibli films can now be seen on HBO Max. Yes, that's another streaming service, but if yes. you already have HBO Go or HBO Now, like if you already have one of those, then that automatically gives you access to HBO Max and they have the entire uh, all the Miyazaki films, uh Studio Ghibli that has been keeping me sane. Um I just watched uh The Wind Rises and My Neighbor Totoro in the same day. And it's those are just always they'll always make you feel better. They're such they're so good for getting you back into a good headspace. I um, am glad I don't have to get HBO Max for that because I have all of the films. I have them all. <laughs> I'm not surprised that you do. <laughs> I have um, them all. But that oh a little a note on HBO Max. It for some reason it doesn't work on certain like it, if you have Roku it it doesn't they don't have it on Roku oh, but you can play it through your PS4 or through your Xbox. Um, you can get the HBO Max app that through there. Strange. So that's something I ran into. Just save you a little time. It won't work on your Roku. But yes, all the Studio Ghibli movies. If you need something to just chill out and put you in a calm, positive headspace, I'm assuming a lot of people are already familiar with a lot of those movies. Princess Mononoke, oh, Spirit oh, oh, of the Way, etc. Um, you, you'll get emotional too. Mm-hmm. It'll take you on an emotional roller coaster. Hold on. That, that is true. You, that is true. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It, I mean, just like it's it's good for the heart. It, right. It warms you. An emotional roller coaster. In the, right. Yeah, it's like in the sense that it'll it might be a little cathartic. Right. You right. know, like it'll it, it it'll take you on an emotional journey the way a good story should, but it always ends up in a good place, and the animation is oh, just God. beautiful. Yeah. So. Yeah, and if you don't know what what movies I'm talking I'm about, so just uh, G I'm excited. Studio G H I B L I Studio Ghibli G H I B L I. If you if you somehow don't know about those, please go find them. I recommend starting with um, Spirited Away, Princess Mononoke, uh, My Neighbor Totoro, any of them. <laughs> any of them. <laughs> um, so, all right, that's uh, I think we've we've covered the the current events for the yeah. day. Um, all right. Well, thank you everyone for listening to us rant. Um, this is this is Cake Pops. These little uh, episodes will be shorter, shorter bonus content um, that will drop from time to time to you know keep you up on what's going on in the world. Um, you can find us online as always at uh, on Twitter at Glitchy Pancakes. Mm-hmm. Um, on the web, glitchypancakes.com. You can stream our episodes uh, from there. Um, we're also available now on, you can find us on Spotify um, and Stitcher, and we should be up on Apple Podcasts soon. I'm not sure if we will be by the time this comes out, but pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts, just look us up. Uh, if you want to, you can find me online on Twitter on uh, at Jesse underscore A underscore Adams. And, and Rob, where can they find you? me online at ei blackout that's i-a-i-b-l-a-c-k-o-u-t ei blackout thank you guys 
Yep. And uh, if you have any questions, suggestions, anything like that you want to send us, uh, you can always email cakespod at gmail. Um, so that is it for this episode of Cake Pops. We will be back with more full episodes and all kinds of other stuff for you very soon. Um, that is it for now. Thank you for listening, everyone. We appreciate everyone. you guys very much. Thank you for listening. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.